everybody. Welcome to uh, episode two now of what we like to call Digital Recess. Sure, it's been used before, but it's new to us. Uh, it's your old buddy, <laughs> Trollbeard, right. <laughs> your old buddy Trollbeard here, um, a.k.a. the Internet's Creepy Uncle. I'm joined today hey. by... Thick Flair, otherwise known as Best of the Realm. Yeah. <laughs> a.k.a. Thick Flair, the H-ya boy. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you just gonna add to the gimmick every week? Oh, that was like the the first thing I thought of when I came with Thick Flair. I don't think I've heard that. He's styling, profiling, sees the buffet, starts whiling. It's the H ya boy, Thick Flair. Whoo! Oh my God! Now it's gonna be on the internet forever. <laughs> Hey, you run the channel here. This can be deleted. No, more than likely I'll promote it. <laughs> like, hey, look at me being ridiculed emotionally on the internet. Hey, like me, please. Oh, my Lord. Uh, so the weekend's been rough. Uh, work's crazy. My truck's fucked up again. I just paid a lot of money and then it wouldn't start two days after it was fixed. Uh, you're, uh, still going through the struggles of being a new father. How's that been for you there, Jake? It's been good. I have a full-time job now, so it's much easier. The parent is a full-time job or actual employment? Actual employment. Yay. Employment's cool. Yes. Money is cool. Money is cool. I just wish I had it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like right before the show, when you said you had too much of it. (laughs) You clearly misheard, sir. No, that's what you said. I asked why you don't have the new Ace Combat. You said I have too much money. <laughs> I uh, it was. I'm, I'm, I had a moment of silence where I'm like, "Wait, I don't, I what? don't understand." He has too much money. Is he gonna saving money and he doesn't want to buy it till it's cheap? No, this can't be it. No. Maybe he, uh, he, he has too much money and he knows he'll buy the collectors. No, that can't be it. It's, yeah, maybe. You know, he he just didn't care about getting Ace Combat 5 and didn't pre-order it because they've got to re-release Ace Combat 5 if you'd pre-ordered it for free. He's like, uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking poor. And either he misheard or I misspoke. I believe more in my fat tongue and my failure of brain. <laughs> Ironically, I think it might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I have too much money. <laughs> Damn, humble brag, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I guess I had the opposite of a bad weekend. It was actually a pretty good one. Yeah. So the world's a fascinating place. Indeed. Just wish, I wish it would just pay me more money so I could not live in the slums. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with that too. So uh, I think this week, let's start with what we've been playing this week. You can go ahead and start. Alrighty. So, um, nice hot shadow drop Monday, which was already kind of leaked over the weekend. The only thing I've really been doing all week is clearing a couple Fortnite challenges and playing an idiotic amount of Apex Legends. Are there daily challenges in Apex Legends? No. I've just been trying to finish up the Fortnite stuff since uh, the current season is about to end. 
Okay. But yeah, I played a I played a decent amount of Apex Legends. I played like two hours, maybe. So yeah, which I, I'd imagine you played a lot more. Well, the first night I played two hours, and then the next day I played like I think about twelve hours, and I streamed like a solid ten of it. Damn, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, like if if I'm if I'm playing, I'm streaming, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, and I just really, you know, when I when I fall into a game, it's you know, I go deep. Yeah, once I get an office setup, I'll be able to do that, and well, office setup and a babysitter. So who knows? Till then, it'll be mostly podcasts for me, but. uh yeah, I, I played a bunch of Apex Legends. Obviously not as much as you, but I did play enough to where I know I enjoy this game and I'm going to be playing a lot more of it. It's just... Yeah, like you said, the, is that what they, it's shadow launching when they just drop it randomly? Yeah, like, like a lot of people had known about it and it had kind of started to leak over the weekend because yeah. literally like the Friday before or the Thursday, Friday, they had an event where they had a bunch of media people, a bunch of influencers. Man, I hate that word, but I mean, it's effective at describing what they actually do. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, and a lot of those people either, you know, just not giving a fuck or more likely because of their following being allowed to start saying more shit than other people were. Right. Because that audience, you know, could get out there a little bit wider than even say an IGN like more absolutely pe- more, more people like, are going to see a ninja tweet than <laughs> I think that might be why that term bothers you a little bit is because it's like a hyper accurate term well it's just like it it's kind of like insanely spot on but also mm-hmm. reductive at the same time uh, it's like yeah like I mean these people are realistically just out there doing the thing making content but because of their fan base and you know their appeal a lot of people will follow along with like their their opinions their taste so they do become influencers you know by proxy because like it's just one of those words where like it's like what what you don't have a real job like (laughs) i imagine a lot of those people have their family every thanksgiving like so uh, you put in an application. It's like, no, mom, I make sixty thousand dollars a month on YouTube. How <laughs> would I get a fucking job? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, like you see some of these guys like popping up like insane numbers. Which right now, like a lot of those people that are having insane numbers still had them beforehand. It's just they get a little extra pop right now. I think Shroud, you know, one of the big uh, Twitch, you know content creators uh uh, he's been i like that term more yeah like that that one's more literal to what they actually do on a regular basis influencers is more always feeling to me like the people that are just out there tweeting like hey guys check out this new purse or hey guys yeah use coupon code butt stuff to get you know 10 percent off a new chair like (laughs) that should be our first promotional thing we pay people to put butt stuff in their posts. Yes. But, um, <laughs> <my> context. <laughs> but, uh, 
But yeah, so like Shroud was on a 28 game win streak with some of his buddies that were previous uh, Counter Strike pros like himself. So they were streaming like that first weekend, started blowing up. Then they were just on this insane streak that I think was like 27 or 28 wins by the end of it. And he peaked over 100,000 viewers <laughs> just that one day. Was that the weekend before it came out? That was the weekend it did come out. or the, the, okay. So this was probably like Wednesday, I want to say. Because I heard that uh, influencers had it before it came out on Monday. Well, Monday is when it just dropped. But yeah, some of those people, I heard had, people had it before then. Well, they like Shroud himself had confirmed and other uh, players had been out to respawn like as early as like seven months ago. Okay, that's what they meant by they had it early. Yeah, they had been doing like test plays and feedbacks. I remember like gotcha. seeing some different people talk about like this event they got to do this place they couldn't talk about it yet, and they like, they were real excited. Like uh, guys like Daquan, he's a well known Fortnite player, things like that. They they had all been to this like event and plays tested it with them and provided feedback, which. A lot of companies do like even when smash ultimate was coming out they had like a roster of well-known players providing feedback yeah yeah i i really like it titanfall 2 is one of my favorite shooters so when i heard that there was a battle royale coming out i was excited and it's like and it's a free-to-play game hell yeah um i feel like the the free-to-play or, or the the you know, it's all cosmetic stuff. I feel like that's all pretty fair. I've actually got a bunch of cosmetics already for not playing very much. Yeah, every level up till 20, you get an Apex pack every level. And then so far after 20, it's every other level. So it's literally okay. it's, it's following the exact same progress path. I want to say Overwatch did as far as... Overwatch getting, is every level. Is it still every level? I, I thought they'd... Yeah. Uh, so some else probably did that then I'm thinking of, but yeah, it's very similar in Overwatch and a lot of its structure. Yeah, yeah like, I was gonna say that kind of sucks that it's every other one, but at the same time, I also don't give a fuck because it's cosmetics. Yeah, the thing that bugs me because like I spent, uh, I, I've spent probably just under sixty bucks already on this game. Damn. Well, because I bought the Founders Pack, there's like a little five dollar starter pack. Oh, I and, didn't see that. And then I was annoyed at the thought that after I spent, like, the points I had had that came with that Founders Pack, I was stuck at, like, like 50. I had, like, an odd number right. of the paid currency and the smallest pack to even that out to get that down to zero was the $20 bundle. So I bought that and picked up just a bunch of apex crates as they call them just mm -hmm. just the one-time thing i'm probably never spent another dime on this game unless they add like the season passes kind of like fortnite does i think they will which i think they've already kind of confirmed they're going to be following a similar model of of like large updates every three months i think that's smart with you know like newer content they've talked about they're going to be adding actual different maps mm-hmm so it's not all going to be King's Canyon. They're going to be, you know, bringing in other areas, other arenas. 
Yeah, that to me was pretty obvious because they talked about Kings Canyon, this Kings Canyon, that, and you know, Kings Canyon is pretty prominent in the game. Like, why would you mention the map so much if you weren't going to introduce more? But yeah, like on my PS4 is where I've been playing. If you look at people's status, like on the PlayStation Network, it says playing squads on Kings Canyon. Right. So like it already has it listed, you know, exactly like it was. They've just- got the the infrastructure set up for multiple maps with all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I just fell deep. I really do think um, so far they're very transparent. They've got all the drop rates on the... I saw that. That's interesting. Yeah, they've got the drop rates in the loot crates as to what percentage chance you have to get. You have a guarantee that every 30 crates, you will get a legendary. There will not be duplicates from the Apex crates. So you don't okay. have... Since there's not like a dusting feature, like you can't break like duplicates down like an Overwatch... Right. Uh, the only thing I do kind of dislike, much like Overwatch, is it's got a lot of bullshit-ass padding in those crates. So, like, oh, as with, far as the like, emotes and stuff like that? Yeah, because, well, there's not actually any emotes, uh, which is the thing. It's, it's right. Just, like, all the, all the guns have, you know, a lot of skins, which, that's cool. The characters have a lot of skins, that's cool. The thing that bugs me is shit like stat trackers are in crates. Mm-hmm. So, like, on your character card, you can unlock stat trackers. And that's per character. That's not just, oh, hey, I unlocked the shotgun kill stat tracker. I can put that on anybody. No, I unlocked the shotgun kill stat tracker for Gibraltar and Gibraltar only. <laughs> and that's another item that'll just be, like, in the crates to like potentially pop open. Yeah. Uh, there's also like all the different little intros and outros for your character, which right. only play rarely. So like there's the intro kill, the, the intro quip is for if say you are the champion at the start of the match. Yeah. Or when you win a game that plays at the end. So, <laughs> So really, you you're only guaranteed other people will hear that thing once, and that's only if it's at the start of the match and you were the champion. I do like the kill quips though. The kill quips, yeah, the kill quips play all the time, and people hear those, and a lot of those are pretty fun. Um, yeah, like it's it's just real good. Like I, I I think they've made they've made smart decisions. Uh, balance wise, there's there's some strong issues of certain guns just kind of being pointless. Like the one legendary skin I got out of like the crates I popped just because I burned through all of them. Yeah, was a legendary skin. Looks cool. Don't get me wrong. I think the skin was neat, but it's for the fucking Mozambique. The Mozambique oh, is yeah. AIDS. Like it is. It is a fucking butt tickler and a half. I haven't tested it, but I just looked at it and went, you're, you're useless, right? <laughs> yeah, so the Mozambique is a triple barrel shotgun. So it fires each barrel, and each barrel shoots out a pellet that does 15 damage. Also, I don't think it's very good in Titanfall 2. 
it was great in Titanfall 2. It just wasn't like worthwhile compared to the other shotguns. Like if you had okay. a Mozambique and say like a sniper, like you'd just be busting shots of the sniper, then run, chase somebody, slide in, two tap them with the Mozambique and you're done. Now in this game, due to the armor abilities mm-hmm. and all the things, like the Mozambique max does like forty five damage. <laughs> Damn. The, the wingman gets six shots and each one of those shots, the revolver pistol is 45 damage. So I could shoot you with three shots of the wingman and kill you faster than three shots in the Mozambique. (laughs) So far, my best weapons are, um, the, uh, marksman rifle. Uh, I can't remember the name. Is it the, the G7? G7? Yeah, the one that takes light ammo. And uh, there's an SMG that I'm, I loved in Titanfall 2. It's like the R- R97? The R99 is the oh, okay. the crazy spray and pray standard SMG. Yes, that's the one. That's the one I have like a billion kills with in Titanfall. Yeah. I, like I personally preferred the alternator in Titanfall 2 to the R99, but in this game, the R99 yeah. is... Like an absolute death ray. And the default uh, assault rifle is also really good. The R301 is great. Uh, it's just a, a slightly fire, slower firing, better range mid of yeah. the R99. It's it, To me, those are the two weapons I prefer to pick up. Um, I've used the the snipers called the double take, right? The So there's the, the guns that count as snipers are the G7 Scout which I don't like that much. Like, it's reliable. It does good damage, mm-hmm. but it fires so slow compared to, right. you know. It's really good if you get the drop on somebody. Yeah, like, it's one of those things, like, if you catch a window where you can get three shots in pretty quick before they right. can reliably react, it's great. But it's outclassed by the other two snipers you can find easier. Right. Because the other one is the double, uh, the triple take. It was the double take in Titanfall okay. 2, and I always make that mistake because the triple take in this one. Uh, because it's a three-barrel sniper instead of a two-barrel sniper. And the other one would be the longbow. The longbow is like the more traditional like semi-auto sniper that's an actual yep. like, thunk, thunk. Like it's, it's yep. a slow-firing yeah, so- hard hitter. I've used the triple take and I wasn't really very impressed with it. So the triple take, you only ever really want to aim body shots unless you get the precision choke like you can put on the shotgun. So then after a second, it'll like charge up. It has like little click, click, click. And then that like focuses in all three bullets into the one spot. So Shit, then, I didn't know that. So then you can reliably aim and hit like hundred and something damage headshots repeatedly. Do you have to hold down the trigger or just you, hold No, the, you just hold aim and you'll see it like clunk, 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 and then it'll close. It. That's why I'm not impressed with it. I'm using it wrong. Well, like if you're just shooting it, like it's got five shots. The only issue really with the triple take is that it is energy ammo and sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to find that shit. Uh yeah, I was unimpressed with that. I was also unimpressed with the LMG that uses energy ammo. The the devotion is utterly goddamn insane. 
but it takes a long time to adjust to it. But if you find the turbocharger, one of the hop-ups, as they're called, mm. it makes it way more reliable because it makes that initial crank-up much shorter. Okay. But, yeah, the devotion is one of those things where, like, if you just, like, pre-fire, say you're coming around the corner, like, by the time it cranks up, it is a death ray. Like, that thing is, like, 40 bullets, and once it's fully charged, there's, like, no recoil on it. So so okay. then it just comes, like, a beam of death, and it is idiotic. But for the most part, it's 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 rough initially. Yeah, I think it's just I, I got to learn these weapons. I like that they're, I have to learn these weapons, that they're not, you know, super simple, and some of them are a little bit different. Yeah. The, so. the thing that happened to me when I initially started playing – was I, I basically had to unlearn most of my Titanfall 2 sure. habits. Right. Because even though it's got the exact same guns for the most part and a lot of the same feel, it does not have the mobility. It does not have, you know, the wall running. Mm-hmm. It does not have uh, the grapple hook for Pathfinder, the robot guy. Like, you can't look the other way and, like, speed swing around. And I think that's good that it doesn't have all that stuff. Well, it it's not that it's good that it's not there. It's just that they they couldn't make it work with this many people, and that it helps right. change the flow to better fit the battle royale style. Like like it's a benefit, you know. It's, it's plus and minus for the people that likes the more unique aspects of Titanfall. But there's a reason mm-hmm. why this game isn't called Titanfall, right? It's set in that universe, but it's and we're not pilots. That's the other thing. Those yeah, are pilot abilities. We're, we're legends. Yeah, apparently. So, so basically, we're all just mercenaries coming in for a game show. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily a game show. It's more like a a murder sport. It's Thunderdome from fucking Mad Max. Where it really is. They're they're placing bets. There's a TV production. People are watching this shit globally or. Even system wide, who knows how far this is being broadcast? But yeah, I do love that it's got a lot of the TV production and game. You see all the banners of the lead team, the champion. Yeah, team. I love the lead team thing. That is so damn cool. I, I like that. It, you know, it mentions there's the announcer, and it'll say rounds every time the circle closes. Right. This this yeah, is love- what a a, a game that got to learn all the lessons of the other guys and had time yeah, to build blackout like blackout was supposed to be. Well, blackout was, Which, I know you like blackout. I didn't. Well, I have my issues with blackout. Cause so the thing yeah. is I've had blackout or call of Duty black ops four, I should say since the day it came out, but I've already played more games and have as many wins in a week on apex legends as I did in, like the was that four months, five months it's been since Call of yeah. Duty came out. Cause I just cracked like thirty wins tonight. Now is that because blackout's harder or well, one is just I haven't put as many hours into black ops. Like right. cause every time I jump back into black ops, it's okay, hey, let's play a few games, but it's been weeks since I last touched it. 
I go yeah. in after like big updates to check and see how it's changed. Same way I've been treating Realm Royale is go in, see if this has gotten any better. And in both those games, they have been drastically improving it. It's just even now the body armor situation for level three is still kind of busted in Black Ops. Where, you know, in this game, the body armor, like, gives you just shields, essentially. Think of the the body armor from Fortnite. You know, you take a shield potion, you get 50 extra health. Mm-hmm. So the different tiers of armor give you that extra 50, 75, 100 HP, and those can be healed by using shield cells. So it's kind of like a weird mix of how the armor currently works in Call of Duty, but it does not do any damage reduction that's kind of like the issue right now with the Call of Duty armor is that the Call of Duty armor is tiers of damage reduction and not necessarily just an extra health bar. Mm-hmm. So there's there's like weird math being applied. So certain guns are just absolutely fucking pointless to shoot people with armor, whereas right. other guns are you know, perfectly fine. In a game like this, game like Fortnite, all guns are going to be equally as effective regardless. The only thing that applies damage reduction is if somebody picks up a helmet. And that's only for headshots. And it's only for a small right. percentage. It's not literally when Black Ops launched with the blackout mode, it was like a 50 or 60% damage reduction just overall when you had the level 3 armor. And the level 3 armor was the only way you got headshot protection. Yeah. So it just became this insane, like, bullet sponges. Because the time to kill is pretty long in Apex. But Yeah, I wish it was a little faster. I kind of don't. It just really, really, really discourages anything more than, like, mid-range sniping. Yeah. Like, you just do some long-range sniping to bother people. But with the mobility of the characters the scale of the map, any of the sniping you do is just letting other people know where you're at and increases the chance of you getting ganged up from two different directions. Right. The other good thing I love about Apex Legends is being able to pick up your buddy's banner if he dies and respawning him. Yeah. um, That is amazing. Oddly enough, there's a mode, uh, one of the, I guess, what you call limited time mode, but from Fortnite... I forget what it's called in Black Ops, but Blackout has a mode similar to this. Okay. Where it doesn't work where you just have like the timer to go catch the banner off of the dead body. Just if one of your team members survives to the next circle, the whole team responds. Okay. So it's 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 kind of similar. It's not exactly the same. The uh the respawn system, how it works now, being where anytime you use the beacon, it uses that up for the entire game. And it takes so long to not only call a person in, but it's super obvious to spot when somebody's right. being dropped in. I think it adds to the watchability of the game. Like, it adds a lot of tension. Yeah, there's been a lot of the situations where, like, I, I need I need to address something very serious. Okay. One of my primary characters I use the most that I love the most playing is Wraith. And unfortunately, Wraith is a goddamn Naruto running anime weeb. 
Correct. <laughs> and that hurts me in my soul to know that they just really tripled and doubled down on the bit to where one of her legendary skins, she's holding a fucking kunai. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so she her melee animations show her, you know, using the little knife. It doesn't do anything to, like, the actual damage model yeah. of her melee. But, yeah, she's sitting there, like, flicking a goddamn little throwing dagger around and stabbing people with it when you have that skin. And then you don't see your character do the anime run. Everyone else sees the anime run. (laughs) So it wasn't until I was playing as Wraith and then I was chasing somebody (laughs) else who was a Wraith and they threw their fucking arm back and I was like, oh no, am I doing that? (laughs) Oh God. Oh God, no. Why must I like this character? Yeah, I haven't played as Wraith yet. I've mostly played as a Gibraltar. And, oh, and Bloodhound. Bloodhound is just so much fun to play. Yeah, Blood Bloodhound is one of the better characters. Like they say, he's a recon character, but like he's so he's good. A at, he's so good at just uh, aggro pushing like crazy. Yeah. And Bloodhound, what he is, for those that don't know, his ultimate, well, his passive, um, he can see. What? Their ultimate. Their, so, so that's something that came out about, like, the characters about Apex Legends on the website. They have, like, some brief synopsis and, like, backstories about the characters. So right. one, Gibraltar is confirmed to be a homosexual man. Okay. And uh, Bloodhound is non-binary and not known like their their gender is uh unconfirmed <laughs> okay so their passive ability yeah <laughs> is uh it can see like footprints and stuff like that yeah and it'll give you a little timer as to like how many seconds it's been since they passed through yeah um and then uh the ultimate ability they kind of like freak out and they can see through walls and shit it is just so damn good. I, I I love using that ability and just and that's that's the other thing about this game is the ping system, uh, being able to say like there's enemies over here or people have been here recently. Like you don't need voice chat. Yeah, that was one of the cool things they were talking about. Like the devs, like we we made our play testers spend an entire month, random names, no voice mm-hmm. comms, only allowed to use the ping system. <laughs> that's awesome. And it works well because oh, also the the jumping in system or flying in, you know, yeah, you, the jump master system. Each other. That is so damn cool. Where you have your other two people you're jumping with because you cannot play solos. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it: I don't think solos should be allowed in this game. No, the the entire premise of this game kind of falls apart. If yeah, you do, but they're they're talking about putting solos in, which. I was annoyed initially that solos aren't there because Me so- too. solos are the best way, honestly, to learn most of these games. Sure. Because it puts you at higher risk and forces you sink or swim. Uh, the the jump master thing, the only thing I personally really like about the jump master thing is if somebody Which else. Which is when you're going into the map, you have the other two people literally attached to your side. One of you is a jump master deciding where to go. The other yeah. two people can say, we should go over here, and they can break off on their own. But for the most part, there is one person deciding where you are going to land. 
unless you manually choose to launch alone right. or break off after the jump starts. But right. uh, the last person to pick their character is the jump master. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Okay. There, there's no character stacking like they eventually got to with Overwatch. So per team, you can only have one of each character. So you can't like stack like three Gibraltars and like cheese it like it was a fucking Destiny raid. It's like everybody right. be bubble tighten. We're gonna wait out the wave and then peek out, and shoot people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, this game really is blackout meets Overwatch. I feel like it's more like blackout than it is Fortnite or uh, PUBG. Yeah, well, because it's it's meant to be more fast paced. It's got a lot of mobility. Yeah. Uh, being able to scramble up walls is really cool. So. If you, you know, jump and look up as you run up to a building, they will kind of wall run up a little bit. And you have, like, pretty good vertical mobility to climb things and get away from stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love being able to, you're being in a firefight and jumping behind a building. Yeah, or, you or know, just, a wall or something. Or just, you know, hey, I'm Mirage. The guy throws out a decoy. I hit my uh, ultimate, which pops out a bunch of me and I go invisible. I run, I slide through a building, jump out, turn around, jump on top of that building. And when I come decloaked and can shoot again, I'm above them and they're still trying to figure out which one is me. And I just tag them two times real fast with the wingman and they're down and I worry about their buddy and heal up. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, 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 the skill ceiling right now for making plays on people of knowing your mobility options, knowing your surrounding. It's kind of the reason why I really love, you know, Wraith is because I'm a pretty quick mover. I like, I like that option. Just be able to run in and annoy people and dip out real fast. Cause yeah. Wraith, Wraith has the shift ability from Titanfall two, which you kind of flip into a different dimension. Uh, during the time of Titanfall two, they confirmed the name of that alternate dimension to be the Upside Down. So they they, they used the name from Stranger Things. Really? That's w- pretty interesting. One of the skins for Wraith uh, is them in like the weird testing outfit and a shaved head to where they kind of look like the kid from Stranger Things if they were an adult. Okay. Um, also, they kind of look like Jack from uh, Mass Effect 2. If without the tattoos, <laughs> because in Titanfall two, the shift pilot was a robot because the technology was dangerous to use on humans. So it's kind of like the idea about Wraith is why she has her passive ability, which is if somebody's aiming at you. You hear your own voice from a different dimension say, hey, somebody's aiming at you. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. So because, oh, you know, it might literally be crazy. Yeah. Like, like because they tested on you to get this technology to work. Like she, that's the reason why she's such an emo weirdos. Like <laughs> her abilities have actually kind of driven her crazy. Oh, guys, these characters are really interesting. Like they, like they only for, talked about bloodhound and wraith for having, you know, as little context for any of this in the game. Like none of this is listed really anywhere other than right. my own personal knowledge of the kind of 
continued Titanfall lore from one and two. And from the little bit I've picked up in game and from that website, it's like, yeah, like I, I would have known Gibraltar was like a, a gay Samoan man who got adopted by his family after he got rescued from a mudslide <laughs> when he was on a, on a date with his boyfriend. Like what? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> How kind of backstory is this? That's cool. You know, a lot of the Samoan, like Polynesian cultures there, you know, like that's the whole thing with like right. the rock, like the family he's associated with, mm-hmm. you know, in wrestling, like that's just kind of like a thing. People get adopted in to these groups. Yeah. Yeah, Noah E clan. Yeah. I know too much about wrestling. <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all just really interesting. I'm I'm kinda curious, you know, long term where they go because I I enjoy Caustic, the guy who throws out these fat balloons that put out gas that does damage over time. Is he worth buying? Uh so the thing is, by the time you make it to level forty in game you will earn enough currency to buy both Mirage and Caustic. So by level 20, you'll have exactly enough points to buy one of them without having to pay in-game money. Okay. You you don't have to spend a dime. The grind I think is, I already spent some on, on skins and stuff, though. But if you, were to, if you were to buy Caustic and Mirage just outright, the, the actual Apex credits amount is about 15 bucks. So so each character breaks out to be basically $7.50. Okay. Uh so yeah, I unlocked one of them with the money currencies I got from buying the starter pack and I unlocked the other guy with the in-game credits cuz I'm at like level 31 now, I think. Okay. Uh but yeah. yeah. I hope they come out with a, uh, like, pay $30, you get all the characters. No, I I severely doubt they'll ever do, like, a full-on, like, permanent character pack like Paladins did. Because it's... I I imagine they might sell, like, with the Battle Pass kind of thing. Make that thing, like, 15 bucks every month, or every Mm -hmm. three months, and you get both characters. I'd be okay with that. And, like, a little group of skins, but... I imagine they're going to keep either like the level grind or the pay a few bucks if you just want to skip the grind part. Yeah, I'd be you, okay with that. Because like you get 600 of the in-game currency every level. And one of those characters is 12,000. So like I said, 20, 20 levels and you'll get a character. Right. Uh, I I hope they stick to the kind of Fortnite model of resetting your in-game level every season so that you'll have that initial wave of getting more Apex packs. You know, every time a new season starts to check out some of the new cosmetics, some of the other stuff they've added. I do like that if you do get crafting materials out of an Apex pack, you can, you know, eventually save that up to build the skin you want. Right. Or the finisher you want, because I kind of really want to spend the credits I've got from, you know, the in-game materials on the finisher for Wraith, where she opens up a portal and just throws them in (laughs) and closes the portal. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, That's pretty awesome. Like some of the some of the finishes are real cool. Like the default finisher for Mirage is like he straight up kind of like moonwalks and like spin kicks him. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of fun stuff in this game, and we're only like a week out. Yeah, like and uh, this, this is, is making me think. God, I was gonna say this is probably like the healthiest like performance launch of anything in yeah. a long time because. They had, I think, in total, maybe four hours of downtime since this game launched Monday. And they've had... Damn. They already broke, like, the 10 million players mark the other day. I would imagine it helps that, you know, they probably had the infrastructure there from Titanfall 2. Because they confirmed, like, they had been working on this thing since, like, they finished Titanfall 2. They, 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 they were playtesting ideas for this. And they really started on the Battle Royale mode after, like, PUBG popped. So you got to think of, like, when PUBG first started kind of becoming a thing, mm-hmm. they've been working on the infrastructure of this thing since then. Yeah, and just seeing features from other Battle Royales, like, oh, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> but, yeah, the crazy thing with the ping system, I, I just want to mention is, like, this isn't the first game to do something like that. This is the first game to actually use it so intelligently. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a thing in Battlefield. Because, like, the kind of, like, the the granularity of pinging in this game is, oddly enough, in the Save the World mode of Fortnite. It's just not an automated smart system. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you just look and it contextually will respond to every little thing you do. So, like, you see a scope and it's level three. You ping it, your character will say... Level three yeah. scope here, mid range. That's the other nice thing. It'll show up in the kill feed exactly what it was. Like, there's so many quality of life features in this game. It's just crazy, but then that makes me think like the the fall from grace of PUBG, which I think there's still a lot of people playing it on PC. Yeah, so like uh, the thing is, it's like outside of North America, PUBG is still, like, pretty dominant. Especially yeah, in I Asian markets. I think it still markets. is in North America, too. And I think PUBG at this point is League of Legends for Battle Royales. Like, it's healthy. It's never going anywhere. You just hear less about it because it's not as exciting. But, um, but also, this puts a whole lot of fucking pressure on the Battlefield 5 Battle Royale. Yeah, because... Uh, five? Yeah, 5. So yeah, the the fire break or whatever, like firestorm, yeah, whatever something. it's gonna be. Uh, so oddly enough, did you see the utter fucking shade the EA CEO threw at <laughs> Dice with their no. earnings call? I did not. So EA had a had a a fairly steep drop in their stocks for the one day. Now, granted, they still like came out like highly performing on all their shit last year, but they didn't yeah. meet like the, the goals they had set to try to match up. And like the, the CEO just straight up said, Hey, the, you know, a lot of our games didn't perform that great, which battlefield five was still top 10 best selling games in North America for the year. Yeah. So like, it still sold well. It's just like, as far as like public perception goes from the, the people who are out here listening to podcasts, constantly being involved, like 
those people don't care about Battlefield, but there's still a big, massive chunk of people that bought that shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm a Battlefield guy through and through. I played, uh, probably probably played three hours of Battlefield 5, and I'm kind of done. Yeah. Like, it's it's better. Than, it's definitely the best Battlefield I've ever played, but it's still not enough to make me drop it for all the other stuff I'm playing. Yeah. It's, it's still just more of that Battlefield you already know. Yeah, and actually, on that note, I want to mention real quick, I also have been playing Battlefront 2, Star Wars. Uh, good game. It's just... Uh, it's okay. Or, like, it's, you know... What am I trying to say? It is slightly better than Battlefield 1. Uh, it looks impressive. It plays well. You can tell there used to be something else here because <laughs> like the currency and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's just fucking weird. Like there's nowhere to spend a lot of the currency, but, uh, yeah, I got that extremely cheap for like two or three bucks on Xbox. Yeah. Market, which is sad. It, talk that's a fall from grace. Fucking battlefront series. Well, I mean, to be, to be fair, like the old battlefront games were neat. They were they were never that great. They were always. I think they were good at the time. They 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 were above average at the time. It's just yeah. they they happen to be Star Wars. Yeah. And you know like. <laughs> well, just like the old Republic, the MMO is probably a bit above average, but it's good because it's Star Wars. Yeah, like like the, the only the, reason I played it. The 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 fan base is. It's being carried by its fandom. Absolutely. And not necessarily the outstanding quality of the game. Yeah, absolutely. But um but yeah, in the in the case of the the thing I was saying about the EA CEO calling out Battlefield Five is like uh you know, a lot of our games didn't perform as well and they specifically called out that the Battle Royale was delayed for Battlefield 5 to focus on single player campaign. <laughs> really? Yeah, like that's the thing. They just straight up said, "Hey, we didn't make as much money in this game because they spent their time making a campaign instead of the battle royale we know would make money." I haven't even played the single player campaign. I went straight to multiplayer. Yeah, that's the thing is uh Call of Duty, you know, Black Ops 4, no campaign. It was like number one or two for the year. Best selling North American video games. Yeah. Not having a campaign made absolutely no fucking difference. I think it's perfectly fine for us to have games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Titanfall. Titanfall is a fucking exception because Titanfall 2's campaign was incredible. But I think it's perfectly okay to have games who do who just deliver in a big way in multiplayer the way Call of Duty and Battlefield do and not have a single player. I think it's perfectly fine. You know, take those resources from single player and make something incredible in multiplayer like Blackout. That's totally fine. You don't need a single player mode. That was probably an unpopular opinion. Yeah, that, that's the thing is like the people on the internet that are going to complain about Call of Duty are majority of people that don't play Call of Duty regularly and are just yeah. mad at its popularity. The same people that talk shit about Fortnite and look at the fucking difference Fortnite has already made in the world 
of video gaming. Look at look at Apex Legends realizing they couldn't charge for this game. <laughs> look at Crossplay. Yeah. Look at the fucking giant dick Epic swung into the face of everybody to get Crossplay started. Yeah, no shit. I mean, yeah, Apex, now Microsoft is going to be doing it with uh, the Switch and everything. So that GDC conference uh, that they plan on making, they yeah, we should s- talk about that. I was going to say they they scrubbed the the actual description from the website after the story leaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, they they are from what the description said, they're making a cross platform development kit, an XDK. Uh, to basically use like your friends list and the basic features that aren't video game specific of Xbox Live across multiple platforms, including the fucking Switch. Hell yes! Mobile phones, Mac, PC, Switch, Linux. Dude, I like I have doubled down on my Xbox just because you know I'm sick of all the bullshit with PCs and I love my switch to death I am so glad <laughs> it fucking worked out for me in a big way well I mean as far as was initially you know like evident from the description they gave since uh, GDC doesn't happen until you know middle of March and the actual mm-hmm. real details of this aren't out there is right, right now all it seems to be is this is just going to be like oh hey when you're on your switch you can hit the Xbox live app and if the game you have on your Switch and the game, say, I was playing on my Xbox, support a cross-play, we could party up from Xbox right. Live and maybe use the in-game voice chat. Uh, well, having, it's also going to add achievements to the Switch. Uh, that has yeah. nothing to do with what the actual article said. The description said nothing to do with achievements. That's what people are kind of... Okay. That's what people are kind of projecting on it because they want achievements. Because they're I fucking do. idiots, and you should not want Shut achievements. Up. Stop caring about the fake internet dick Shut points. As you. someone who used to be that guy. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, that was this episode of... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like like the actual article pretty much only really told about like expanding the services. And like right. achievements, people thinking like the... The Project Scarlet, like, streaming stuff idea. Like, all that stuff might eventually happen. But all this is telling well, me that's is basically... The thing. This is setting up the foundation for all that stuff. Yeah. That's really exciting. Because uh, Epic has already p- posted out, to like, hey, guys, free to use. We've got a software toolkit to make cross-play a thing on all your games. And here's an infrastructure system. You just have to spin up servers to handle, you know, party systems and cross, you play cross progression, cross talk. So this is kind of like Xbox saying, Hey, we're going to get on this business. Cause we spent billions of dollars on Xbox live. <laughs> yeah. Let's try to make more use of this service by in the, like the actual like opening sentence. I want to say of like the description they'd had for this conference was they were on like 40 million Xbox enabled devices and we could open up to more than 2 billion devices by going to phones and the other platforms. Yeah. Uh, no mention of Sony, anything, but that's to be expected. Yeah, Sony, drop your shitty OS and just go with my Xbox Live. Well, the OS and Xbox Live are two different things because the fucking OS of the Xbox One is absolute cancer. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's not. 
It's better than PlayStation's. It's really not for usability. I hate going to my buddy's house and using the PlayStation 4 for anything. It is just so cumbersome and terrible. It's, I can get around the Xbox just fine. Well, it's all like idiotically simplistic on the PlayStation. It's like you scroll the game you want or you scroll over to the video thing and you start up Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> See, I feel like it's idiotically simplistic on Xbox. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. It's like, oh, hey, I have to look at fucking ads on every single page of this fucking dashboard <laughs> on the yeah, Xbox. See, that doesn't phase me the slightest bit. I was like, oh, I hey, every time... the guide button, go to my games and apps, and I'm... That's it. It's like I have to scroll past the fucking mixer tab every fucking time I want to go over to the store. <laughs> it's like, I don't no, give you a... Can the, you can hit the guide button, go down to the store. Yeah, that's if it's, you know, in that little quick menu. You can adjust some of the shit that's there. But again, that's all shit of me not using it. But even then, once I go to the store, it's like, oh, hey, I've got to remember which one of these fucking tabs actually gets me to video games because I'm not going to buy movies, rich shit I mean, through the play, or the Microsoft store. At least we they trust us with the keyboard. We don't have to... Press A, look at all the A titles, and press T, look at all the A titles. That's titles. not how it works okay. on Move, Sony moving anymore. On. Moving anyway, on. <laughs> that's been that's been fixed for like five months. Console wars are happening here yeah. on this podcast. I, I'm just saying, I I I am a fan of minimalism. There's a lot it's of fine. tedious extra horseshit on the Xbox, but anyway, um, yeah, Apex Legends is fucking cool, man. Uh, R.I.P. Titanfall 3. Yeah. Um, so they confirmed Titanfall 3 isn't being made currently. But Vince currently. Zampella has said that they have something Titanfall related to be revealed later this year. Okay. Which is they also confirmed it's not the VR thing they were working on. So they've got Apex Legends was dropped, which you imagine is going to be a predominant amount of the Titanfall team. Um, Jedi Knight, Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, whatever. Uh, That was a whole different team created to make that game. And how many other more people could they have at fucking Respawn? to be you know working on a, a VR project and then also whatever this Titanfall thing Vince is talking about for later this year. It's like I, I didn't I didn't think Respawn had scaled up this large this fast to cover, you know, this many projects. Yeah. But uh I I would love to see what Titanfall ends up going to because man I love Titanfall too. The, yeah. the campaign was really cool Titanfall 2 but it would not you know affect me anyway if they doubled down on the multiplayer again and don't do a campaign again but that would hurt yeah, a lot of people's that, feelings I think they're the ones who kind of have to do a campaign now like they kind of that, put themselves in a well, corner I mean financially <laughs> like that's not supported right. anywhere <laughs> yeah Cause even, Not financially, but... Because even then, you know, with Titanfall 2, them making this really cool campaign, they still sold, since that game released, what, two, three years ago now? Uh, they sold 
like less than six million copies of that game, and that yeah. game has regularly been on sale for under eight dollars on multiple platforms for over a year, and they still can't. Yeah. It's four dollars right now. <laughs> it was like four fifty on Xbox Live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sad. But this also, game. there has been like some scuttlebutt that I've seen from multiple places, and I've heard a couple people talk about the terrible release date Titanfall 2 had. Right. Was Respawn's idea. <laughs> and not EA fucking them. <laughs> uh, We're going to hear it both ways forever. Well... The, the 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 source of one of these rumors was someone literally at the top of respawn yeah <laughs> saying it to somebody personally <clears throat> but hey e- either way um this also seems to be respawn now deep dicking anthem because anthem had a real bad showing yeah and they just launched a well well received free to play Battle Royale game from a respected studio, what, a week? Yeah, both these things are EA. Like, Yeah. It's so fucking weird they're doing that. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's let's put out a game that costs no money on every platform. <laughs> so, Battlefield is EA too, right? Battlefield is EA. And Battlefield and Titanfall shipped very close to each other. So, it went Titanfall... Call of Duty yeah. Battlefield 1. So yeah, Call of Duty won that one. That was literally a week apart between those. So within 14 days time, those three games all came out that year. And I only bought one of those, and that was Titanfall 2. Yeah. And RIP Titanfall 2. Titanfall 3, hopefully I'll have a better launch. Well, but, again... Uh, the 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 real trick I want to say like even if Titanfall two or the next Titanfall game if the next Titanfall game is kind of similar to what Titanfall two was I still think it's gonna have a hard time because like the the skill ceiling of that game like how immediately you can drop into the wrong lobby and just get destroyed on levels like you're never gonna get destroyed in Call of Duty <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this guy literally was going 80 miles an hour, flew past me and shotgunned me in the mouth before he ever touched the ground. <laughs> well, Dan, we have spent almost an hour on Apex Legends. Yeah, it was, it's the, the biggest thing that's happened in gaming in, yeah. in months, it feels like. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to mention is I have started playing Ark again. And you, you kind of showed a little distaste for Ark before we started. What's up with that? Well, it's tedious survival game bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh yeah, hey. It's the best. Okay, hey, it. go collect this thing. Wait, like, two days of your actual life for this egg to hatch. And then accidentally get that thing killed when a dickhead on your server shows up and shoots all your stuff while you're offline. <laughs> Well, luckily our server's private, so that part won't happen. But the yeah. rest of it, yes, you're correct. Yeah, like I said, uh, the the young guy I, I play a lot of the shooters with on the PlayStation, uh, like his PSN name is Bob. Uh, like 
he and his brother were like super deep in the arc and they occasionally fall back in and like the horse shit of those guys like (laughs) hearing the, the insanity of time wasted in that game they have and then they come back it's like yeah and then you know like I got pregnant with an alien baby and I'm just waiting to give birth to that. I was like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I got back into it because, uh, I, well, you'll be happy to hear my dad and my brothers who were way more into Destiny than I ever was have spent more time on Destiny than I ever have between Destiny 1 and 2. Uh, that's They started playing Ark, which... <laughs> Apparently they just play games you don't like, but yeah, uh, like, hey, we want a lifestyle. We 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 want to only commit to one thing long term. That's kind of what they do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my my dad rented a server, so you know we do have privacy, so we do not be bothered by a bunch of idiots. And uh, it's nice, you know. I'm building a big wooden house. The, they've got a house up on the beach. They got a bunch of dinosaurs. I haven't got dinosaurs yet. I, I, to me, Ark is just. I have fun building. I have fun going and get materials. We turned on like you know multiple, or multiply materials by three. So when you go get materials, you get so much more. The process is much faster. Because uh, other than that, yeah, it is very tedious. It's still pretty tedious. But yeah, I love love the building system in that game and i love building stuff so that's it's kind of perfect for me yeah you know i'll have a little farm and a greenhouse and stuff and i'm sure they'll have every dinosaur and who knows what but it's been a long time since i've played arc last time i played was with some of my buddies and uh i was working at the time working a lot and they just did everything in like two or three days because none of them are working so I started playing the game. They're like, oh, we're done. Okay, you guys built the house? Yeah. Oh, you guys got the all the, di- all the dinos. Okay, damn. Uh, I guess I'm done. So I didn't really get to play it before. So now I'm actually getting to play the game. And like, even still, my, my, my brother offers me, he's like, oh, you have a stone axe. Here's a steel one. Like, no, I'm going to play the game. Take the steel out of here. Yeah, that shit out of here. It's it's like, you know, my friends, when they were all, like, deep into Borderlands 2, they right. figured out all, like, the weapon dupe glitches and weird spawning yeah, shit. Yeah, that's just boring to me. So then, like, like, they'd all pass, like, all this crazy high-level shit around, and then, like, literally the next week, like, man, this game got boring real fast. It's because you yeah. fucked it up. Like yeah, no shit. Like, you skipped the entire loop they had for you to do to have a reason to keep playing this game. And then you're mad that it ran out of shit for you to do. Cause you immediately like bullshitted your way to like the best stuff possible. I have a buddy who literally did that with Skyrim. He thinks Skyrim is boring because every time he plays it, he loads a mod that gives you every item in the game. <laughs> like kill stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, well, you're doing it wrong. You idiot. <laughs> Play the game as it was intended, and you'll 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 find a better joy there, bud. But yeah, yeah. The, the the same reason why I don't like art is the same reason why I never, for any second of my life, have found any joy in Minecraft. Found any joy even in like Terrarium, which is, in my my personal opinion, better Minecraft. 
but yes, I still don't like you it. You are one hundred percent right with that. Um, and uh, stars Starbound is better Terraria. It's just yeah, it's like all these games. It's like man, it's just I I don't care. Like like this is all like basic, you know, click through task stuff. Like I've never enjoyed. It's all oh hey, let me go back here. Go do this. Go do that. It's like no like. PvP is like been like my predominant reason to never play video games, because like like I'm I'm the worst friend, I think I've mentioned before to ever have to want to play a video game with. It's like because like I only play the video game because I enjoy the moment to moment gameplay. Like I do not give a fuck about socializing with anybody. It's cool when that happens. Right. Like when I'm down to play the game, I'm the best friend you could ever have playing that game with. Cause I give a fuck about it. I'm usually pretty good at it. I'll help you learn. I'll help you get better. But the moment I'm done playing that game, I'm fucking done. And they're like, ah, oh, man, we, like, some people are using games to socialize and I've never been that guy. It's like, Hey, I, I enjoy competition. I'm going to drop in, going to murder some fucks. I'm going to jump back in and lobbies on Tekken or whatever. Play, play that shit, which I, I haven't, actually played a fighting game in years because I took that shit way too seriously. I had to get out of that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's just like, yeah, that's the reason why like I saw Anthem. Like, I didn't even try to install the open beta because like, I knew the moment it said no PvP, that was a game I'd probably play for five hours and then uninstall it and be mad at it. <laughs> right. Same reason why like uh, a bunch of people I know are playing the private beta right now for the division two it's like yeah but the the pvp looks boring in that game even though they have added apparently dedicated like straight pvp modes and not all dark zone stuff which seems like a good change in in the first one like just regular pvp yeah like it's very generic though yeah they've expanded on that yeah I, i think they learn some some of the some of the better parts of the PvP stuff they ended up adding to Ghost Recon Wildlands, mm-hmm. which was like neat stuff. It was just like, oh, hey, here's like a, here's just an open map with the basic mechanics of what Ghost Recon Wildlands is. And it's two teams of that four. That multiplayer came too late. Yeah, it came literally a year later. Yeah, it, people had moved on from that game because the multiplayer in Ghost Recon is really good. But nobody played it because everyone was done playing it. Well, the thing is, is ironically, that game was always still selling well. So mm-hmm. more people were coming in, but probably the people you had that played that game were done with it. Even though like the the sure. the audience size of Ghost Recon was always expanding. Yeah. Well, uh we've talked a lot about video games this episode. You want to talk about anything else before we move on? Uh, the only thing I want to mention is I'm I'm curious to see what the ramp up is going to be for the end of the season of Fortnite. It's only got a couple mm-hmm. more days. Uh, the world has been thawing back out. Uh, huh. One of the skins you unlocked was this guy who was obviously like a lava monster who was frozen in the giant block of ice in the, the big frozen castle where the the crazy murder sword spawned originally before they took that out of the game. Right. It's just right now, a lot of the guys who are real big into Fortnite, 
that have been playing heavily on Apex. Uh, the the simplicity of Apex right now compared to where Fortnite has gotten to is kind of really calling for the idea of Fortnite, if they want to maintain like the audience of like actual like pro players that give a fuck about that game versus the mass appeal audience that they're always going to have, they kind of need to hurry up and get out a ranked mode. Yeah. That gets rid of some of the bullshit because right now, like planes are just cancer. Like the planes are fun and Fortnite, but anybody trying to take that game even slightly seriously planes, just fuck every inch of that up. Yeah. Like there's already a lot of like mobility options in that game. They have tons of rifts everywhere. They've got balloons. They've got the glider redeploy stuff. Like there's so many options that planes just really screw that up. And the planes being so hard to kill, they fly through buildings and just knock shit down. <laughs> like, like they just fuck everything up. Oh, that one guy just stayed in the plane the whole game. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see if with season eight, what they change, because that's been a big problem for months now, or at least a month and a half, two months, ever since they had the planes. Right. For any of the, like the larger community stuff of uh, crackdown two looks interesting. We were going to talk or crackdown three, I should say. Oh yeah. I just wanted to mention that I'm, I'm going to be playing that cause I have game pass, but it's already getting kind of panned. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, again, this is like one of the best things about uh, old Michael Huber from Easy Allies, the idea of swimming in sevens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hope it's just good. Like, I don't – was anybody expecting it to be incredible? Well, the thing is, like, the initial reveals of, like, the cloud computing tech being really cool. Sure. Were, like, fascinating to watch at the time they revealed that stuff, but – so far from what I've seen from impressions of the multiplayer mode, the PVP mode that is the only place where that shit happens now mm-hmm. um, is like none of the buildings like seem to have like a lot of weight to them. They all just kind of fall over at the same rate. Right. So then it doesn't even look super satisfying to be knocking all that shit down. It just seems like something that happens. <laughs> And yeah. then you just wasted your time, and then you don't we, get any of that cool stuff in the single player. We really need Battlefield Bad Company style destruction again. Yeah, that that's the thing of like, you know, people say, yeah, Bad Company had a cool. Story. I was like, no, Bad Company had a terrible story, but it was just fun. Like, it, like right. it had a it had a right tone for what it was trying to do, and I will always prefer the the granular, not 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 that visually impressive destruction of bad company mm-hmm. to any of the levolution stuff they've done with the other battlefield games, because dude, one hundred one thousand percent agree with you because that's kind of like the major appeal of a game like rainbow six siege, like just that yeah. small, like, Oh, Hey, I've got this grenade launcher. I'm going to poke a hole here and shoot a guy in there. Who's hiding. Cause he doesn't know I'm about to blow yeah. open this little spot and create it. It makes the, the individual moment to moment game more dynamic than just having one big event that looks cool. Dude, that moment and bad company when you're in a building and you know, it's getting shot, but you got to hold on just a little longer and you start hearing that. Like the buildings start to yeah. creak. <laughs> Shit's awesome. Yeah. 
But it is so weird. Like we're so far away from those games and no, nothing does that, right? Well, Siege nothing. does it in a very small amount. Well, Siege does it in a fairly small scale. Like, like yeah. those levels have like massive amounts of, you know, dynamic spots where you can change the map. Because even like oh, the yeah. things where you can't like blow completely through, like you can like put a a wall breach on the floor and blow out like mm-hmm. the support and shoot through like the metal cracks and like do all sorts of crazy shit in that game. But yeah, you're not just like, oh, hey, here's this small map of like eight houses and you can just shotgun a hole in the wall and blast a grenade in there. And yeah. gun the guy down when he runs out. Like nothing is doing it on the scale that Bad Company was. Yeah. Even though, like I said, it was insanely simplistic what Bad Company was doing, but it was just way more enjoyable structurally to me as to what the moment to moment feel of that game became was way better. Yeah, because the Levolution stuff was amazing the first time you see it. Like holy shit, shit's going down. But then after that, it was just like, all right, that thing's blowing up. Yeah, it's it's like I remember the first time I saw the Levolution stuff when they brought it in in Battlefield Three, which was you know the the first game after Bad Company Two, mm. from you know the Battlefield franchise, which Bad Company Two was the last one I ever cared about. But I I, I remember the first time I saw the Levolution stuff, and it was like this whole like skyscraper breaking down. I was like, oh, it's the fucking Eiffel Tower from Twisted Metal Two, like. Like, I saw this, like, 15 years ago, guys, and it wasn't that cool then. Right. It just looks cool first few times and then just makes a different path to walk over the next time you come to that area. <laughs> like, like it doesn't do anything else to the moment-to-moment running and gunning. Right. And hopefully they bring back Bad Company and all that stuff someday. But uh, I do want to move on to our kind of special topic here because we're running a bit late. Yeah. So, uh, me and you, we have met through a common interest, and that was, well, I found you on the, the kind of funny subreddit, you know, worst day of my life. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, kind of funny. And I, before we get to kind of funny, I do want to talk about, like, what other YouTubers do you watch? I mean... Honestly, like I, I think we talked about it the last time we had the show about it, like our favorite bit, yeah. things is like I don't really watch YouTube that much. Like mo- most okay. of most of my personal use of YouTube is going out and finding specific things I'm looking for, and not oh hey like yeah I, I occasionally check out a donkey video every now and then, and gotcha. you know my buddy is real into like hot ones and I eat a lot of spicy food. So occasionally I check those episodes out. If it's hot ones, damn good. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's somebody I recognize, uh, I also like occasionally try out some of the hot sauces they show on that show. Cause like I eat idiotically spicy stuff all the time. So I'm like, Hey, they, they actually think this one tastes all right. Let me buy a bottle of that. But, uh, yeah, like even with, you know, kind of funny, like I'm a 99% podcast guy. Like sure, I I've watched almost nothing of their stuff except for like the big live events, the you know the watch along reactions to like press conferences, and occasionally I'll check out their party modes. But mm-hmm. for the most part, yeah, like, I, I'm very utilitarian with my needs on YouTube. That's pretty much what I do as well, and that's why I kind of I wanted to shout out a couple of channels. Uh, 
if you're interested in wrestling at all, being in the elite, actually, even if you're not that interested in wrestling, I would actually recommend you check it out as well, Troll, just because of their sense of humor. Being the elite are these two guys, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. They're a very extremely popular indie tag team. And it's just them and their buddies. Basically, they get, when they're on the road, it's a vlog, but they're also shooting skits, which has evolved into they had their own giant event. Um, and one of the guys that's on the show all the time is Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, son of a plumber, son of, um, oh my God, Dusty Rhodes. And it's just hilarity ensues. Like the, the bits are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they have a bit with this guy named uh, Flip. Flip. No. Fuck. What is his name? Flip Gordon? And just bit, all kinds of bits about uh, book him. Like book flip. Everyone book flip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like get him work. Just dumb shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the whole thing. And there's there's a narrative thread through their vlog. Like it's it's just a fantastic YouTube channel. Um. Let me see here. Casey Neistat, I, I used to watch a lot. Not so much now, but he's fantastic vlogs. He, the, the way he cuts his videos are fantastic. Uh, Defunct Land. Have you watched any of that? I have this, no idea. He, he, uh, he finds old Disney attractions and breaks down the history of them, what happened to them, things like that. Oh, yeah. I, watched I, a lot I, of that. I, I came across a series at one point. I think it was being done by Vice back in the day before they started their actual like TV channel. It was like mm-hmm. Malls of America. Yes. And they were going in to these like rundown malls and then talking to people in the town and figuring out, you know, where it all went wrong. That sounds very similar to what you're talking about with the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. Um, one of my favorite game, you know, guys who watch play games is jesse cox dude is super entertaining uh but that actually leads me to the two i think the two most important youtubers i watch and have been influenced by are total biscuit you know may he rest in peace and kind of funny total biscuit because i was told about him by a friend who said you know if you need to know about video games here's the dude to go to started watching the co-optional podcast discovered jesse cox super hilarious discovered dodger she's amazing and through that greg miller was on it a while back found out about kind of funny this thing he was thinking you know i think i don't think he had left ign yet at the time but yeah the the one time he was on the co-optional with total biscuit was before they had started kind of funny I thought so. They were just kind of doing podcasts and Oreo oration and stuff like that. Um, and at the time, like I was really getting into video podcasts, like co-optional. I was like, ah, oh, I'll go watch their stuff. And then from there, I found Rooster Teeth, which is another one of my favorite YouTube, really the podcasts. They started doing shorts again, which the short they posted today or yesterday is hilarious. But um, yeah, their podcast is. I think Rooster's podcast is my, my number one favorite. And then I found Achievement Hunter and the Off Topic podcast, which is fucking awesome. And then on the total opposite end of the spectrum, I watch Joe Rogan like yeah. all the time. Um, 
So that's pretty much it for podcasts. And I actually, I just started listening to tell them Steve, Dave, the guys uh, that are yeah. plays with Kevin Smith and Q from Impractical Jokers. Their podcast is really good. Yeah, the, the other guys <laughs> from Comic Book Men. Yeah. That show Rest in uh, Peace. Brian Johnson. <laughs> it's, it's Brian, Brian Johnson, Walt Flanagan. Uh, and, and then they kind of have a rotating kind of like we do. People aren't available and whatnot. Uh, Q from Impractical Jokers and Steve Dave, who's just kind of a legend in the X universe. Uh, but that podcast is really fucking good. And they said the other day, they're like, see, this is why we should have cameras in here. And I was just like, fucking yes, please do. <laughs> I don't know why I like watching podcasts a lot. Yeah, like, it, there there are podcasts that like the visuals are very important. Yeah, it's like you know some some of some of the better bits of like Joe Rogan, like those get clipped out. And like I always love like the guys do like the little uh, animations to some of the better bits. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of stuff from Joey Diaz animated. Oh man, yeah. Or Theo Vaughn. <laughs> Theo Vaughn has a very good podcast. Theo Vaughn's on a lot of good podcasts. He has his own. He's on the King of the Sting. Uh, whoever is like producing podcasts for comedians now, because they got the King of the Sting, uh, the Kid and the Fighter, Theo Vaughn's podcast, uh, Whiskey Ginger, Andrew Santino. I think his name is Burt Kreischer does it out of his house. Yeah. But there's a bunch of comedians that have like, they must have like an office building where they have all their sets and shit. Well, so uh, like Bill Burr, Al Madrigal and a few other guys, they started a podcast network called all things comedy. Yes. That's another one of my favorite channels that, that does uh, like a lot of the background stuff to help a lot of other comedians get their stuff out there. Right. They're starting to produce actual like comedy specials. Well, and, yeah, and on all things comedy, have you watched Something's Burning with Burt Kreischer? Uh, no. That show's fantastic. He had a guy on there. I can't think of his name in the moment, but he was joking about having a travel show and uh, calling it something. I can't remember what they decided. Well, he was joking about, like, oh, this would be a funny name. And they ended up making that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that, that was the thing I thought it was primarily Bert had done Bert. for like 10 years was do shit on travel channel. Like, right. Yeah. He was, he was a host on like multiple shows over the years on travel channel. I got to go back and watch those shows. Uh, but yeah, like that was the thing for me, like podcast. It was weird how i how I came across like the kind of funny guys, because like I have always been that guy. Like my, my interest in like gaming media was always again, much like my YouTube stuff, very utilitarian. Like yeah. I always focus in on the shit that interests me, and like I'd rather games daily. I'd rather go. Well, no, I listen to like all the podcasts essentially from Kind of Funny, right? But as far as utilitarian goes, like that's a very useful podcast. Yeah, like it, like it, it, it does a lot of good stuff there, which is kind of why like I need to get off my ass and actually do something with you know the thought I had had about yes, just like, running through. Really like, wish you would. Like gaming news stuff because it would be more just like immediately just like hey here here's a really good summary of everything with a little bit of like an old curmudgeon's take on it it's like like i absolutely respect jim sterling uh you know yeah. 
but I, he, I he's a bit of a crazy person, but yeah. Well, like like his gimmick, his wrestling gimmick shtick, yeah, gets in the way a lot of times of his message. Right. Because he he's very you know pro consumer protection all that fun stuff, but uh, there's a point in time where he kind of fucking beats that dead horse a few too many times. And then it starts to come off to the people that aren't as informed as the base material to to be kind of like crazy man rhetoric. And then that kind of just fucking taints the whole message to begin with. So that's like, I, I just need to get around to doing that. But like with the kind of funny guys, like I was predominantly just all like comedy and like history podcasts. Yeah. Because for years I used to listen to XM radio, Opie and Anthony. They were like, the other guys that were the closest possible to what Howard Stern ever reached. Yeah. And, uh, I listened to, uh, Jim and Sam. Yeah. So like, I was always a big guy into them over the years. Like I started listening to them in 2004 when I first got my truck. That's when I got an XM radio. That was, I think also about the same year they started on XM. So kind of, yeah, I never listened to it. I've gone back and like checked out stuff. Um, I'm a fan of Anthony Cumia. Opie just seems like a fucking asshole. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the, those guys did that shit for 20 years. Yeah, and the like the brilliance of what Opie did. It, like, he's the circus master. He's the guy. Like, I'm, right. He he he's the guy. You know, passing the ball. He's not the one scoring the points. So a lot of times, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, some of his personal behavior over the years and reactions to other people. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He has his, well, not even that. I've just I've watched a bunch of his stuff, even recent stuff. He just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Yeah, like, like he doesn't. He doesn't want to be entertaining. He just <laughs> like I, don't, I can't be bothered. Yeah, to be funny. like he was always the guy who escalated the super uncomfortable moments and made like some yeah, of their see, best I, stuff. I really don't like people like that, so that's probably why I don't like him. Anthony Cumia just seems like a goofball. Yeah, he, he he's 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 a goofy weirdo. He had a drunk dad. He used to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like but kind a, of funny is something that me and you, you know, we have in common other yeah. like video games and stuff. But uh, yeah, when I discovered kind of funny, I remember watching a few podcasts and then just went to the beginning and binged. Yeah, like, like that's <laughs> the thing for me. Like my whole podcast feed for a long time was just all the guys who would stop in and do Opie and Anthony because they were in New York. They had comedians. That's where like. You know, Burt Kreischer first kind of broke. That's where Joe Rogan got right. like his idea to even do his podcast. Like, like he openly says, "Hey, Anthony Cumia just said, fuck it, I'm building a studio in my house.'" And that's what got Joe Rogan to get started on podcasting. Yeah, that's why when people talk about, uh, I, I've seen people accuse other podcasts of being like, "You're just, you just, you're copying Joe Rogan." Joe Rogan's like, "I fucking copy Anthony." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, so it was just weird one day when I kind of saw like the, the weird news thing pop up about like the split of like when Greg and those guys left IGN is like, I don't give a fuck about IGN. Like I occasionally like yeah, see a review, either. read an article here or there that pops up. Just, I never, the like, guy's never been a guy who actively went to any website. Like I you know. watched uh, up at noon when there were guests on that I like. I actually knew about Greg because of the video of him interviewing Hogan and Hogan uh, chops him. That's where I know Greg from. Yeah, like I, from, I, he was I, the wrestling guy at IGN I liked watching. Like I had no clue who any of those guys were, mm-hmm. and then when I like the thing broke and they started putting out some of the stuff, I checked it out and I was like, huh. 
So I gave him a shot that was right at the same time where I had started checking out things like Giant Bomb. I was like, I realized just one day when that news article popped, I was like, you know, I don't really listen to any gaming podcasts or anything about like my primary thing in life. Right. <laughs> and I started checking a bunch of people out. That's when I came across a bunch of stuff. And yeah, from that day on, like I've been, you know, deep into the, you know, the kind of funny stuff, but I'm always like a lurker. Like I'd never really fucked around. So it was very weird when he made that post on Reddit that I responded. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad you did, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, uh, let's not talk about it. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I, I'm really happy to see them all like flexing out, trying new shit now that they've launched all these different shows. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a much harder transition for me to get adjusted to, to Fran trying to host Games Daily. Dude, I love Fran so much like I watching him on uh uh oh my god the fucking IGN Destiny podcast Fireteam chat and when he announced he was leaving I think I saw it kind of funny first my first thought was oh I'm never watching that fucking podcast again <laughs> it's like I like um Destin what's his no the other guy I'll get to that in a uh, second Mike Mahardy is he on that one no, it's uh, Chomp Chomp. He likes hiking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a description for me to decipher. It's like Chomp it's Chomp, fucking, he likes hiking. Oh, oh my god, the the photographer that works are kind of funny. Oh, he works uh, at IGN. Shark Finnegan. <laughs> yeah, Sean Finnegan likes hiking. That's a fucking old kind of funny joke. Uh. <laughs> but uh, and then yeah, Destin, I. Destin's too much. Destin is Opie. Yeah, <laughs> Destin is the guy who just does not give a fuck about anybody else but his like personal feelings on the matter, and he tries to be nice occasionally. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, when Fran left that show, I was like, I'm never watching this again, and I don't think I have because it's just Fran was my favorite part. Um, I actually sought out other shows Fran was on. Uh, and now he's like kind of funny. So I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everything's yeah. just coming to this one thing. Yeah, it's just been real fun, like seeing him like try to learn the whole rigmarole and stumbling yeah. over his dick repeatedly. <laughs> but you know, he Herbert tries. On fire, man. That's all they do there. He tries. He's very, he's very upbeat, very positive. Yeah. And you um, know, like, like it's weird, like the the odd amounts of hate like Jared Petty used to get for being on those shows is like, yeah, I thought that was weird. Well, it's because he has a, a completely different style and opinion than the other yeah, guys. Yeah, but the isn't other guys, that what you want? That's apparently not. Uh, like that was the thing is like, they, they had a, it fucked up the mesh. Like, like, Oh, Hey, he's talking about things I don't care about. It's like, well, he's giving you context. He's giving you substance. Yeah. Like, like even if you don't like the games he's talking about, you're like oh, he's talking about some random game from 1987. I was like, yeah, you may have been born in the year 2002, you young bastard. I'm gonna drink your blood and hopefully grow my hair back. <laughs> Can you imagine how boring this show would be if it was two of me just talking about Destiny the whole fuck? Oh, right, Fire Team chat. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. That's why I feel like you're such a good co-host because I don't like fucking Fortnite. You love it. 
I don't really get into anime. You love it. I don't like a lot of the things that you like. Yeah. But there are cross sections of things that me and you both like. And also we appreciate the thing. Like I appreciate Fortnite. Whatever. Yeah. Like, 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 then, like I said, I, I respect destiny. I just think it's, you know, a terrible game. <laughs> and I, but, I wish, I wish Bungie the best, but it's like, we, we, we can get along and that gives us different perspectives, different approaches. When Jared started, I was worried that he was going to get chased off because of the comments and stuff. I still kind of wonder if that's why he left, but that 110% pure speculation is just fucking stupid. Like, yeah, he's kind of way, he's way more educated in video games than the other guys, has a different perspective, plays totally different shit than the rest of the guys. That's fantastic. Yeah, and he actually worked in making video games, so he has... Yeah, like, like a lot of people were getting real mad, like when he initially like left his old job working at EA, and anytime an EA story would come up on Games Daily, you know, withhold comment because fuck, he still owns property. Like, like, like he he's a still a stockholder in his company. Doesn't he? Well, what doesn't he legally have to? Yeah, essentially, part of it, it would it would only negatively affect him to say things about EA. Like it, there would be no benefit yeah. to him because if he said his actual opinions, if they were negative, you know, that could potentially affect any of like his previous, like severance package. He may have still had potentially encouraged like the loss of value in the stock he owns being a previous employee, you know, the payouts he would have got from that. Yeah. Like, like there's no gain there. People are like, Man, shit on EA. Shit on EA. Like, well, no, EA fucking is a business. Like that's yeah, that's always a thing also, that maybe he doesn't want to shit on EA. I was like, it, it. There's no benefit here other than to make the fucking vocal minority, you know, feel better about themselves for a few minutes. Yeah. And you know how I feel about minorities. Wait, what? <laughs> there you go. Ruin the podcast. Can't upload this one now. And now we hit delete. No. <laughs> Jesus. I meant vocal minorities, guys. Loud people yeah, on the internet being assholes. Shitting on EA, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, it's like, like, hey, you can say you shit on EA, but they're still the biggest company in the business. They still have created some of the best properties people care about. It's just now people are mad that those things aren't the same thing they were you know, 10 years ago when they cared about them. But you're also a different person now. Yeah. It's like thinking about Dead Space being dead, Battlefield changing. It was like, well, no, like the, the person you were when you first started giving a fuck about Battlefield was what, Battlefield 3? That's what, eight years ago now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, you're you're a different person at that point. It's not just EA and their shitty business practices, which occasionally they fucking get their shit straight with you know games like Apex. But again, that's the thing, this this business has always been a business. So somebody's got to get fucking paid or else you don't get the game you like. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're actually going to hold the conversation right there. Cause next time is we're at an hour and a half and I got to get to bed. Me too. <laughs> because quite frankly, we haven't talked about Colin. We haven't talked about all the live streams. We haven't talked about, you know, games daily or games cast or 
you know, Andy joining Kevin's reveal. What we're going to do this proper one time when Bob's yeah. not on. Cause Bob's just going to sit there and listen. He's just like, huh? And we're just going to hear occasional clicks. Like Bob, are you playing Elder Scrolls online right now? Is it? Like, he will huh? be. Yeah. And I was looking at the store on star citizen. It's like, all right, captain Ponzi scheme. Oh, at least I'm not the only one that sees it that way. Yeah, well, millions of people see it that way, except for the the small cluster of people that threw millions of dollars at the thing. Yeah, I don't think I've talked about my experience in that game yet. The game was all right. Yeah, like it, it's okay, but it's just like they they kickstarted literally like two hundred something million dollars, and then they got investment for millions of dollars. And yeah, like two hundred like, years ago. And we're still looking at like absolute glacial progress on this development. <laughs> yeah. Like they occasionally show you something shiny and new. It's like, oh, neat. Wait. Yeah, this is exactly what they're doing. This this in-game ship would literally cost me $600? All right, eat my ass. <laughs> nope, that's not the reaction. It's uh, here's my money. Yeah, that's that's the reaction from the people actually, you know, falling in, tumbling Crazy. down that pyramid. <laughs> Well, that's another po- uh, podcast that we'll do without Bob. Uh, so, and I just heard the baby wake up. So, we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're we're gonna outro this one. So, troll, where can they find you? And as always, it's old Trollbeard there, Trollbeard with the underscore. I'm on Twitch all the time. I'm on Twitter. If you want to bother me, say hi. I leave people alone most of the time, unless I think it's gonna be funny. <laughs> Okay. And uh, you can find me on Twitch at Best of the Realm, YouTube's Best of the Realm, Mixer, Best of the Realm, everything. Oh, goodness. Oh. Everything is Best of the Realm, except for Facebook, it's Best of the Realm Gaming. Um, but you can find all this stuff, and you can find Trumice's uh, content, Trollbeard's content, uh, Bob's content, the Lark Brothers. You can find all that stuff on futurevillains.com. That's F E W T R U E V I L dot com thank you so much for listening guys i gotta take care of it baby all right everybody have a good one